Well, hello, folks. How are you? Rob Howden here, the Road to Indy insider and the voice, of course, of the Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. And uh, excited to get another show going on here. As you know, it's been a while since I've did anything uh, previous to the interview we did last week with Simon Sykes. I had to go all the way back to talking to Christian Brooks and Christian Rasmussen earlier in the year, but kind of got busy through that run of April, Mar- April, May, and June, of course, now into July, which is a simple, essentially the Olympic break for uh, the entire road to Indy, even longer than the break that the NTT IndyCar Series is taking. Of course, they're back at Nashville in a couple of weeks. We have to wait all the way till the end of August, essentially, for USF 2000. Indy Pro Drivers back a little bit earlier, though, as we go to Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway for their second oval race of the 2021 season. Uh, joining me today, a guy coming off a fantastic run, obviously, uh, at Mid-Ohio, and a great turnaround, great timing for Hunter McElroy from Paps Race. We'll bring Hunter in here right now as he gets ready to rock. Hunter, uh, we're on the break right now. For you, more than anybody else, probably having that smile on your face because you're able to get that big win at mid Ohio. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, definitely needed. Um, <laughs> it's been up and down, up and down year, but, uh, I think any year that you're winning races, it's not too bad. So, uh, obviously I got a win earlier in the year at Barber, uh, and then had a tough, really tough, really stretch of races, kind of yeah. just fourth, fifth, sixth, and sometimes with bad mechanicals and stuff, just even worse than that. So yeah. obviously not where, I'm used to or, or should be, but um, to come back and win at Mid-Ohio, uh, kind of perfectly timed as well into the summer break and uh, a really valuable bunch of points. So, yeah, smiles back on my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting you, you say that too, right? Because as I was making some notes for the show, I'm writing down you know some of the finishes you've had, where you are in points, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I, And I said to myself, yeah, as I wrote down, it's a second win. Even if even if you're having a rough season where you've had a couple of six and seven place finishes, which are very uncharacteristic for you and Paps Racing, you're still a two time race winner this year, yeah. and you won last year. So you're, you've got three wins on the Indy Pro 2000 level. And when I think about where you're going, if you go to Indy Lakes next year, you obviously have the ability to do that. You're a three time winner over two years. That's still a pretty cool thing to be able to say. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's all about perspective, right? Yeah. And, and the facts. So um, obviously, that's a good thing. Um, I think I can win more races this year. <laughs> of course I definitely you do, think, I know. You know? Um, so, yeah, it's been, I think, for me to, like, come back from the tough period I was in and to bounce back like that, I think is probably it's probably one of my most proudest, like, personal achievements. And, and um, obviously, I just have to give a huge thanks to everyone on the team as well for, for all the hard work. But, um to kind of come back from literally like a week before just a terrible weekend and yeah. then um, bounce back and, and, you know, cause mentally it's quite tough sometimes um, especially when you really don't have too much time to, I mean, it's, it's a balance, right? You don't want to be sitting on th- like two months after having a terrible race cause you're yeah, just miserable, exactly. but yeah. also you have to be very ready to bounce back from the next one. So for me, it was like a, you know, really big thing to bounce back. And to obviously, it, to be honest, if I got on the podium, I would have been like, that's a good bounce back. But to just pull and win like that felt good. So I, I have to yeah. think it would probably feel a little bit like the win you had last year at St. Petersburg. You obviously coming in from being the yeah. runner-up, multi-time winner in USF 2000 two years ago. You come with Paps Racing into the your first year of Indy Pro and you guys don't get a win to the very last race of the season. I have to feel that kind of relief going into the offseason, very similar to probably the struggles you had at both IMS and at uh, at um, at Road America, then to have that win again, that just the the pressure relief, I think, to a certain extent. 
Definitely. Definitely. I mean, uh, for sure, you know, like last year I, ha- I had a lot of podiums and it was like very consistent kind of, you know, I had, I had a really tough start to the year, which hurt my points, but um, I was on the podium a lot, but just always bridesmaid, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, maybe the and it's like, oh, today I'm going to win or like, I feel like, you know, it's, it's right there. And then it was just, it, w- it never came. Um, but it was like, you know, you're still getting podiums. But um, this year it's been funny. It's like I actually haven't had too many podiums, but I've obviously had two wins already. So yeah. it's like whenever I've had the opportunity to be up front, um, it's kind of like I've just won type of thing. Capital, so, yeah. Yeah, so um, for sure, you know, it's it's been a crazy season, but still got six races left. And I was surprised how much points I pulled back, honestly in one race, you know, yeah, like indeed. you look at, I think this year it's, it's weird. We had a lot of cars at the start of the year, which helps the point spread, but then we've lost car count and it's like 12 guys, but the, the difficulty hasn't changed. You know, if anything, <laughs> it's just condensed, like the, the depth of the field and how close it is. And, you know, Braden finished ninth in race two. And it just shows like how tough oh, it is. That's you it. Know? And, and, it, and that's just that, like, you say like ninth place and it's like what but you know when you look at the guys where they're finishing it's like it's so close it's so close so um you have a win and one guy's a ninth place finish it's like you pull back 20 points in one race it's like oh you know so yeah obviously i i've had that happen to me unfortunately a few <laughs> times in the middle of the year so i know what it's like to be on the receiving end but um i think for me you know i'm just i'm just in a good place obviously coming off a win and um, I'm not really worried about anything that I can't control other than trying to just keep on winning races and then that, that'll right? sort, it, sort everything out. Speaking of it, you back by 76 points now, still six races to go. So you essentially need to claw back about 12 and a half points a race. That's obviously easily done if you keep on the streak that you're on. You had a really good car, obviously, at Mid-Ohio. You were able to finally get it dialed in the way you wanted it. You put it on pole. How much does the race finale now moving from Toronto, the cancellation Toronto moving to mid Ohio, does that, do you think that does that play to you a little bit knowing that you guys have had that success most recently at mid Ohio? Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's <laughs> like to, to win there and be like, you're going back there. It's, it's quite nice. You know, um, I think it just gives you that confidence of like, you already know that you're going to have the car to win and you just come off a win there. So um, to finish the season there, I think for sure it's like I know that I can go and win two races at Mid-Ohio, definitely, no matter what, you know, because it's like there's no reason why not. Obviously, everyone's improving. It's not going to be easy at all, but I know it's there's no reason if I do my job that I can't do that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great feeling just in the back of your head. You know, I'm not really thinking about it too much because obviously we have uh, Gateway in New Jersey before, but for me, it's definitely like, it's good, you know, rather than just it's it, obviously rather than going back somewhere you had a terrible weekend, even whether or not whatever that reason was, just mentally to go back to a place it's where yeah. you've just won. It's like, it's just, you can't not be happy, right? There's, so, a, there's a baseline level of confidence coming in. Yeah, definitely. Right. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So here's my question for you. I like this one too. Three different years now with Paps Racing. Your first year, a lot of success, of course, in USF 2000. A lot of race wins, narrowly uh, missing out on the championship. Last year, a building year. You know, first year uh, with the Indy Pro 2000 car. You and your teammate Colin Kaminsky. 
So you, you have that, to, you know, we're building, we're building our data book. We're, you know, we're learning how to set this car up for whatever tracks we go to. This year you come into it and like, this is my championship year. I was able to win the final race of the year. You get that victory like you talked about at Barber. Then you lose your teammate. Colin ends up uh, saying, I'm done for the year. We'll see if maybe he'll come back uh, in further years. We'll see. But otherwise you become a single car team. That's obviously got to change things a little bit. Let's talk about you being a single car team. Let's talk about, I think, about it being a different season. Because all of a sudden, you and the team have to come together. And I think that's where the success at Mid-Ohio must really play to you guys as a team. You guys had to work hard. You guys were down together, but you were able to be up together. And I think that's the way to develop really good, you know, connections with everybody in the team. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, uh, obviously, I still want to win the championship this year. It's 76 points back isn't ideal. But like you said, it's not impossible. And I'm not going to sit here worrying, hoping I'm going to win it. Like, obviously... It goes without saying I want to win. It's, it's what I train for. It's what I sacrifice everything for. It's what I race for to win. But um, like I talked, touched on before, you know, I just got to go try win all the races and let everything handle itself. Uh, obviously, to second place, like second to fifth is very close, obviously. So that's mm-hmm. all to play for as well. Um, but again, it just falls into what I was saying. It's like you can get caught up on points, but you just got to – for me, I'm just going to go take it race by race and try win all the races I can uh, for kind of that – that aspect of it and and for the single car team part of it it's it's different definitely um you know for me particularly because colin was my teammate you know i did a test at the end of the year in 2018 when i the year i won the shootout and i did a test and that's when colin Yuvin, and myself all tested at homestead yep um so i met those two guys and that's when it kind of all started so it's almost like you know, you you kind of look at it like three years. I was almost a teammate with this guy, and yeah. we had a really good, like, open. Uh, I would say relationship as teammates because I think obviously everyone knows that we got along really good as friends. But mm-hmm. you know, you still want to beat each other, right? It's not like <laughs> he's he wasn't just like being like, yeah, it's all good. Like, I'd love to get beaten by Hunter because we're friends or whatever. Like, it was we wanted to beat each other, but it was like a really good um happy medium of of obviously wanting to like perform for ourselves but helping each other you know where we could so particularly for me my my first year obviously i was learning every single track and a new track right because (laughs) i came in usf like every track i showed up to was a brand new track and uh colin was in his you know kind of second third kind of year in usf so he knew all the tracks really well so just little things he could tell me of, you know, this curb or whatever it was, that particular track, you know, he was quite good with that yeah. aspect of helping me out where he, he didn't have to, you know, I probably wouldn't have done that <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> but he was really open and like really helped me out. Um, and obviously over the years, you know, we had some great races together on the podium lot together. We had, you know, some one, two finishes, which are awesome. Um, and just, we had a really good kind of relationship on track. You know, we had, there was one practice in Toronto where I hit a wall and then he bounced out in front of him, which was like the worst thing that ha- could have happened. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> that yeah. was terrible. But, um, it wasn't like we ever had any, we had not one incident racing on track, like racing yeah. incident, like him hitting me or me hitting him or, or anything. So, and we raced pretty hard sometimes, like, like the St. Pete win, I had to pass him and, it was like, it wasn't like you just waved me through and it was an easy pass. Like we were racing hard, but it was always clean. So yeah. 
Um, missing him from like the the team standpoint has been different, but um, obviously, you know, uh, it'd be great if he was here still for sure, because it's just, you have two teammates um, and you have kind of more data to look at, but to be honest, you know, it, it's all about adapting. And I think there's positives and negatives for everything. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess you could kind of argue now it's like all the efforts put on one car. Um, obviously, I wouldn't say it's better or worse having one car. There's positives and negatives for sure. Yeah. But I think if you just, for me personally, just looking at the positive side of it, it's like, well, everything's on one car now. So I have all the attention, I guess you could <laughs> say. And, and uh, that's the way that I kind of look at it. Um, so obviously, I would love to have him back, uh, but it's not the case for now. And I think, you know, Mid Ohio proved that uh, it's not hurting too much. Uh, next race, Worldwide Technology Raceway. You go back for your second oval. Uh, not the greatest result at Lucas Oil Raceway for the uh, the Freedom 90, but you did have a last year finish second in the Freedom 75. Going to Gateway right now, what are your thoughts on there? Obviously, you know, a good opportunity for a swing in points there, points and a half, 45 points to win, and a bigger gap each each down, each order. What are your thoughts about going to Gateway? Have you, have you guys had a chance to test there? Yeah, so um, obviously oval racing has been something that's kind of – new to me over the last two years, but um, I, I do like it. It's a different, whole different ball game. I think um, I had an awesome race there. I had one of the funnest races I've ever had last year. Did you? Uh, Luke Soil, obviously going from sixth to second is like yeah, unheard of from that place. Right. Yeah. Um, and that was just like, I was kind of surprised, you know, I was like, oh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. But, um, you know, coming back there this year, qualifying didn't go well at all we tried something it didn't work and then uh still moved through the field but you know fifth wasn't disaster but it, it wasn't what i needed um definitely think i could have been on the podium for sure with the the race car i had but you know just the way it is uh things happen like that in racing all the time so usually everyone's got their big book of excuses <laughs> ready, to, <laughs> ready to show off um so it's no different in that case but um no, you know, worldwide technology raceway is a lot different over. It's a lot faster, you know, a lot more lent to a lot better racing. Um, you know, just a whole different kind of ball game. And last year was really tough. We just didn't have the car set up at all, uh, which was kind of the only really time it's been like that. Um, but obviously knowing which way the track goes helps. Having some experience with the track helps from a driver standpoint. And we do have a test there coming up before, which is which is okay. going to be great because, um, you know, I'm really excited because I have unfinished business at that track. <laughs> um, and I think for me to to just have a test there before for the team, for everyone just to roll into the race weekend with that under your belt um, is going to be great, you know. And, and I feel like it's a great opportunity for me to keep this ball rolling, you know, coming off a win, you have the momentum and, uh, yeah, there's no kind of reason why I don't think we can have another great result. So, obviously, you know me, I always want to win. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think there's a de definite realistic chance, you know, especially after, like, last year. It could be like, oh, you know, it's going to be a tough weekend. Obviously, it was a very tough weekend there last year. But having this test and kind of some of the homework that's been done this year, I think it's uh, going to be a lot better this time around, and I'm looking forward to it. So uh, let, let's talk about what's going on here. We got a bit of a break, about six weeks. I'm going to play some golf. I'm going to eat a lot of good food. I'm working out, trying to lose a bit of my COVID-19 that I've got around my waist here. What do you, what have you been doing? I saw a picture on social media where you're driving a shifter cart. I'm, I'm yeah, I've been doing. Look, dude, at Badger, it's a tiny yeah. little tough track, man. 
So I've actually uh, started playing golf this year. Uh, me and you haven't been golfing this year. So um, that's one thing I've been doing. I'm not very good at it, but I do enjoy it. And in, the improvement's been good. You know, right. I, uh, it's been fun. I've got a long way to go, but uh, I definitely won't be going into the PGA Tour anytime soon. Well, listen, Gr- Graham Rahal will tell you that's one of the ways he got into racing because when you're playing golf, you're able to talk to people, right? You're going to golf tournaments, whatever it may be. Yeah. Good, good way to, to network with people. Definitely. I mean, honestly, it's a reason why – there's a lot of reasons why I did it um, or started to learn it. But, um, you know, you just look at the charity events, the sponsor events that, that are at golf courses and the amount of stories yeah. you hear. It's like that's, <laughs> that's not right. the exact reason why I did it, to hunt for sponsors on the golf course, you know. Like, Maybe yeah. not going to not gonna shy away from it, obviously, yeah. but – um, that's been something fun that I've, that I've picked up and kind of, there's a lot of mental stuff that, that helps, I think, you Big know, time. pressure to perform and things like yeah. that. It's, I think it's a really good game. Um, been doing a little bit of driver coaching, uh, was at Brainerd with the F4 team, uh, with an F4 team. I saw you there. Yeah. Sport, uh, yeah. last week. So that was fun. Picked up a, a win with, and a third with Bryson Morris and the other guys made out a lot of good games, which is fun. And then, yeah, like you said, I've been doing a little bit of shifter carding every couple of weeks um, at the a track literally 15 minutes away from from where I am. Uh, so, yeah, Badger Kart Club, it's a super small little bumpy track, but for, for training and, and for cutting laps and keeping race fit, I think it's perfect. So, I do too. JR yeah. Smart, um, friend of mine who's kind of – I'm helping him out a little bit coaching and we're, we're – sharing that go-kart. So yeah, it's good fun. And uh, I think it's a great way, honestly, to, to spend the, the break um, because, you know, just keeps that hand-eye coordination. And mo- most importantly, it keeps all your muscles kind of like, I want to kind of get a little beaten up, you know, to, to keep, yeah. keep, keep everything fluid. And, you know, you're not hopping back in the car after, you know, month and a half break being all stiff and, and uh, unrace fit. So Shifter car definitely beats you up a little bit, I think, differently than a race than a race car. You know, obviously, uh, the Indy Pro car, I guess, for an example, you know, the biggest thing I find that's physically demanding with it is the steering force at certain tracks on new tires. Yeah, quite heavy with the big tires, uh, and then the upper body loads, particularly on the neck. So obviously I'm pretty lanky dude with a long neck, <laughs> big, big levers. Big um, huge head so, there. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I yeah. get it. Yep. In, uh, and listen, in, let me, let me, let me preface this. So people that don't know about this racetrack, you've seen guys on social media, they're testing down at GoPro, potentially Motorplex at Morrisville, you know, um, Will Power gets down there quite a bit. Yeah, you've, Devlin D. Francesco has been talking about being out in the track as well uh, with a couple of guys down at Homestead, which is a more wide open, both those racetracks you can run shifter carts on. Shifter carts don't normally get run at Badger at, at, at uh, Wolf. It's called Wolf Paving Raceway uh, in Dousman, Wisconsin, very close to Road America, very close to where you are in Oconomowoc. It's a flat track. It's been around for 50 something years. It's flat. It's very tight. It's an old school kind of racetrack, a lot more narrow, single speed, 100cc, maybe, you know, the 125cc tag, like an X30 or a rock or something like that. Uh, a shifter cart's a handful around that racetrack. So you're talking about building up your body and your neck. At some of those other racetracks, they can complain about their neck. But if you're running Dousman, good for you because that is your body. As I think, as I've heard before, a couple of Kiwis and, and, and Aussies would say, your body takes a hiding. When, yeah, it, when it, it definitely gets a hiding. 
<laughs> it gets a hiding for sure. You know, it's um, it's just so little. It's you don't get any break. You know, even like That's when it. you look at the lap time you're doing, like you can't even really look down in time, like to look up again and make the corner. So <laughs> it's um, it's good That's though. So like I, I, I honestly prefer it to be the toughest it could Agreed. probably be. Yeah. Um, because it's like you know, it's just happen, 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 corner, happen. <laughs> you know, it's just like and the front straightaway is so lo- the front straightaway is not very long at all. You come out of that sweeper and immediately into another ninety. Yeah, it's it's like it's um, I, yeah, I love it. No, no breaks. So no, that's awesome. Ten laps. It's good to like do. I'll do like a ten lap or a fifteen lap run, and by the end of it, you know, you need like a twenty minute break or something <laughs> because it's yeah. like. You, you know, you're, you're hanging off the hanging off the steering wheel at the end. So you are. Yeah, it's I good. I love it. All right, we got a question from one, Elaine St. Clair, one of our big road, road Dandy fans, has got a question. She says, uh, what's the best restaurant where you're staying for the season? You're in Oconomowoc. You're around by Delafield and, and Dousman. What's the best restaurant there? Where you been? Where you go? Uh, there's a lot of actually of good places um, in, in Oconomowoc. Uh, there's a couple really good Italian joints that spring by mind. There's a place called Bella Gusta, which is like, uh, just, just, it's like on the, on the lake uh, and overlooks the lake. really nice. Um, really nice pasta and and stuff like that. Like in terms of like pasta, meatballs, things like that, you know, everything that I've ate there has been good. And then yeah, nothing, there's another nothing place. Screams, nothing screams Italian like Wisconsin. <laughs> right, right. And then what else? Another there's one? A, there's another place which is also an Italian place. I quite like Italian food. Right. Um, which is called uh, oh, I forget the name. Actually, Bella Gusta, I think, is the name of this one I'm talking about. Yeah, I got I got my names mixed up. It's I'm not right. really good with names, but Bella Gusta, sorry, is the place that's uh, I'm talking about now. And it's like a really authentic Italian place um, on pretty much the main street. And they do like the, probably the best pizza I've had, like for sure in Wisconsin, no doubt. It's really good. Good. It's really good. It's like really authentic. Like they get all the ingredients from Italy. You know, I'm not a huge, like, I don't like blue, like not that Italian is blue cheese, but all these crazy cheeses and stuff they have. And I'm not the hugest fan of that sort of stuff, but like it's delicious. Uh, you know, I've had like awesome. pizzas, subs, like really, really good. So Bella Gusta, um, I would have to say is probably my favorite restaurant around go. here. It's got the Hunter Macaray stamp of approval. Bella, yeah. Bella Gusto. All right. So yeah. let's let, last question. We'll, let, we'll wrap things up here. Obviously, 2021 is going to take care of itself. Where are we going to see you in 2022? Is it too early for you to say? Is it a potential to come back to Indy Pro 2000 or being that race winner we talked about earlier? You've proven you have the ability is is Indy Lights the focus right now, provided you can find the funding to make the move? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, there's a lot of pieces falling in place and obviously it's still uh, a lot of season left. But um, for sure, I'd love to be in Indy Lights next year because uh, I feel like, you know, I've shown what I can do and I know what I can do. Um, and I definitely think that uh, Indy Lights is a really realistic step for next year. So... A lot of pieces fall into place, like I said, um, but for sure, you know, I think Indy Lights is, would be nice. So I'll uh, I'll see what happens these last few races, and and um, I think things will kind of handle themselves. So 
for sure, Indy Lights would be uh, the goal. <laughs> That's it. Well, Hunter, still about, what, three weeks and a bit and, until we get back to the racetrack at St. Louis. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Wanted to, I wanted to get you on to talk about that win because, uh, again, we you and I have done this before. I remember the, the, your very first win at USF 2000 when you told me, <laughs> I think, either on the podium or off, that you, that, that's as long as you'd gone since you had a race win. Yeah. Coming out of New, New Zealand Formula Ford, right? You're finally yeah. able to get your win in USF 2000. Took you the whole year, and then you had that breakthrough at the end of 2020 in Indy Pro 2000. I just remember the emotion there as well, and then to get the victory to start the season at Barber, then some, some struggles. But again, seeing you get back to where you, you are, I wanted to get you on because obviously, uh, again, proving you have the ability to, to be able to win at this level. Yeah, thank you, mate. It's, uh, yeah, it's been awesome, and um, I think – yeah, I think it's my eighth win on the road, no, seventh win on the road to Indy oh, now. Yeah. So um, definitely, I think, get hopefully get to the double digits by the end of the year. So right. we'll see. Good job. All right, bud. Hey, congratulations. Well done. We'll see you at Gateway. Thank you, mate. Thanks. Well, there he is, folks. Uh, again, Hunter McElroy uh, with Paps Racing right now at Oconomowoc. That's where he's staying here. Fantastic young man. And always excited to see when he's able to get to the, to the front. And, and again, like he said, so much competition this year in Indy Pro 2000. We've seen race wins out of a number of different drivers. Uh, and you see that the top five super, super tight. Now, everybody's going to have to go on a good run at the end. Christian Rasmussen with a pretty good lead right now. But you've got you know Worldwide Technology Raceway. Then we've got the triple header at New Jersey Motorsports Park. If you're good there and you qualify well, you can, you can get three race wins. I said this all season. Midway through, the minute somebody gets to go on a really strong run and grab a couple of race wins and get on a streak maybe, that's what's going to be exciting. And then Hunter, you got to think about him with the win at Mid-Ohio. We get back there uh, on the first weekend of October for the season finale this year. A couple of wins could be the difference between finishing second and going home with that big scholarship to make sure that you're in the Indy Lights program in 2022. Do appreciate everyone tuning in here. Thank you so much. I'll turn this into a podcast, as I always do. That's available on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify, Podbean, all the different channels as well. It'll be up on the Road to Indy TV app. You can always get my podcast on the Road to Indy TV app as well. Just scroll down, you'll see it. But again, big thank you to Hunter McElroy for joining me here today on a Road to Indy Insider Live. Thank you so much, folks. Lots of great racing still coming on the Road to Indy. My name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.